And what the fuck for you? Just let me adore you, honey. I'm glad I took the headphones off. <laughs> it's too good. That's the problem. It's too good. All right, you want to start this? You don't know. I don't. I don't intro <laughs> things. I don't know why. But the boys are back. Wait, it's just us again. It's just us again. They hey. tried to take it from us, but it's ours. It's ours now. Hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome back to Nerd Culture. You are listening to NC News Podcast Forum once again. And today you have the lovely, lovely, and luxurious Travis Troller. Yes, I'm talking about myself. And also the beautiful, beautiful man sitting across from me, Greg Lee. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I didn't do an AKA today. Hmm. AKA Denim Daddy Extreme. Let's go with that. AKA Denim Daddy, Daddy Extreme. Oh, there we go. I know. All this weird stuff going on. <laughs> yes, but you are listening to NC News once again, where we talk about everything that has happened in the nerd world in the past week. A little, a little weekly roundup for you and everything. Nothing, yeah. Nothing new except for the news that we're going to give you, because that is always new. With that being said, you know, we're just going to jump right into it. First off, we got a lot Oscars. of stuff. We got a lot of stuff in movie news. Oscars is definitely one of them, yeah. The Oscars happened, what, this past this weekend? Passing, yeah. This passing uh, Sunday. Uh, Did you yeah. take the time to watch it, or you I just I didn't have a chance to. Oddly, oddly enough, I was in North Carolina for personal reasons. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's for bad stuff. But it was yeah. for personal reasons, and I neglectfully uh, missed it, which a little unfortunate, uh, given given the, the winners of... Of the Oscars, you know, for this year, 2020. Yeah. So it just snuck up on me, too. It really did. I honestly, I kept telling myself I was going to watch the Oscars. And I say that, but then I don't look up when it's going to. Because yeah. I always think. It, it oh, changed, though, these. because it used to be in um March. See, here's my thing. I think I was under the, I think I was under the physical assumption that, like, it just seems early for the Oscars. Right. So I'm going to watch it, but I, don't, I didn't feel like I had to look it up just yet. Yeah. So the fact that it was Sunday, I was like getting all these notifications from people about who's winning what, and I'm like, oh, oh that's oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa, well. I'm like, okay, I can't do anything about that. But there were some big winners and some surprises, and uh, a lot of... two. There were two firsts that I can think of off the top of my head. Two firsts? What do you mean? Yeah, so the, f- the first um, international movie won Best Picture. Yeah, so Which is yeah, going into parasite. that, yeah, that's the thing. Big thing that's going on with the Oscars is not all the awards that came out. More specifically, there's two main things that people are taking away from this year's mm-hmm. Oscars, which is of course the movie Parasite, which is a drama slash mystery uh, directed by uh, I'm gonna Bong Joon Ho. Yep, Bong Joon Ho, who is I believe wonderful man, uh, Korean. Korean. Yep, he's a Korean director. Um, I believe he's also known for other films, and I want to check this before I say it. I, he's attached to Snowpiercer? Knew it, thank you. Uh, he, yeah. Yes, he was, I want to double check just to make sure, Bong, Jun, Bong Joon-ho was the director of Snowpiercer, yeah. which is actually one of my other favorite movies. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. He also directed Okja, which yeah. is another one of my favorite films. So now I completely understand why he made a fantastic movie. The man is a great director. Like, completely slept on. See, here's the thing. Parasite went away, literally almost swept the floor. Oh, they yeah. walked away with Best Original Screenplay, Best International Feature Film, Best Director, and Best Picture. And I'm sitting here going, I didn't see this movie. I kept hearing about yeah. it. Yeah. 
what is this? I, I looked it up. I looked at the synopsis. Of course, it's not giving away anything. So now, given the fact it's winning all these awards, and <laughs> now that I just realized this guy is responsible for a lot of movies I love a lot, yeah. I'm like, I gotta watch this now. They're also talking about making it a um, television series. I can't. I can't really comment on that unless I see the movie because I don't. I can't tell. For I can't tell if it would be good. For yeah, me. I don't I know like either. I disagree. I, I still have to see it too, but I'm just like, man, he can do whatever he wants now. So what was confusing to me about it? Well, again, I didn't look into this movie at all, but from the snippets I saw, yeah, um, Parasite. Every time I saw a trailer for it, it literally just looked like um an Asian family sitting quietly in their house, like, not looking at each other. I'm like, what is going on here? That's the mystery. Like, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, and then started winning all these awards. I'm like, I don't oh, think the trailer okay. told me anything. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, deceived. I, I don't know, because, like, when I would see the trailers, I would just think, like, oh, this is just, like, another, like, horror movie coming out of, like, the Asian film market. Like, like no, nothing, nothing new, nothing, like, too... Like, I, I'll, like see it if i have the chance but like not really thinking like i'm gonna go see this but i i heard nothing but like amazing reviews for it like i heard like some of my friends like went three times to see it like in theaters see, and i'm that's just why like i'm like okay what, just, what is this it depends on the type of person but I, I i i believe it could be a really good movie i'm worried that it might be one of those movies where i won all these awards but i watch it and i'm like i might not have liked it because maybe it's an acquired taste but again, given that like, this guy's responsible, we know for his track record right now. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I could probably get into it. Yeah. I don't think I don't think any movie's really so good. I would go back to the theaters to see it three times. Yeah, granted, there are classics that I will literally watch any time they're on. <laughs> so, but I mean, it might maybe that's it might be one of the new one, one, one of those new ones to add to the roster. Yeah, once to, to watch over and over again. But um, leading away from that, I also want to talk about, of course, uh, everybody always focuses on the big awards yeah. and the Oscars. The, of course, ever, ever, this has been spread everywhere. Uh, we put posts about it, I believe, up on our story for our Instagram. And if you're not connected to our Instagram there, fellow listener, please make sure to do that at It's Nerd Culture on Instagram. Boom. Plug us. Okay. But uh, Best Actor actually went to Joaquin Phoenix for his portrayal as the Joker. So this is the second time that somebody who has played as the Joker has won an award. We got Heath Ledger going, and now we have Joaquin Phoenix taking on the role and like getting an award for it. And I thought it was so touching with his speech because, I mean, he, he, he took that moment to, to take a, a true standpoint on kind of, like, how we are in the world and um, what we need to do to honestly be better and, like, working together and everything, yeah. which is very nice and very touching. And uh, uh, he ended it on a sentiment of uh, um, his brother who has passed. I thought that was really nice. Oh, my God. But I the one thing I, I absolutely yeah. I loved that when he opened up, when he first got on stage and he opened up, he was saying he wasn't above anybody else, and you know he takes the award because he's standing on the shoulder of like Heath Ledger and everything. Like yeah. he could have done it like without his help. Something. Like he's that. a very humble man. Very humble, and like you can really tell that. So it just makes you glad that he won that award that much more, especially if you've seen. I mean, if you've seen the Joker movie, you're like, of course he won. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, like with, like if anyone else was casted as the Joker, like that movie would not have done as well as it did. Yeah, no. Like I don't feel I like I don't think there's anybody who could have done so well that they walked away with an Academy Award because of the fact that Joaquin yeah. Phoenix he's such a dedicated man when it comes to this profession. Yes, that he will become the character. He's not going to 
play the character. Yes. He gets into it. He adapts and evolves like, into th- something. They've they've actually like started releasing like some of like the behind the scenes stuff, and you can just see like anytime like they cut, he's just like emotionally drained. I, I get it. Like that was not easy for. I mean, the physical tolls it took on him alone. Yeah. Like how skinny he got and stuff. Like uh, honestly, well earned. I'm 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 not surprised at all. I'm no. very I'm so glad that they did they gave him that award because if they gave it to anybody else but him, I would have been like, ah, what, someone why? got jets. Like, you know, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio always losing Oscars every year. But come on, did, man, you got to give him one. He won I'm, one. You know, he got one. He got no, one. but like I'm trying to think. Like, what? I mean, I'm sure he was nominated for Best Actor actually. A lot. Yeah. Pretty, no, I mean, but I mean, like for the for this year. I don't think so. Really? Oh, no, maybe he was for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. But he didn't, you know, of course he didn't get that. Which, I mean, like, I'm just saying, you're going up against Joaquin Phoenix, the joke. I feel like, like any time you're going up against there. Joaquin Phoenix, like, that's... And that's not dropping down, uh, Leon, that's not putting down Leonardo DiCaprio at all, because him and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, fantastic job. He never disappoints me. I still have actor. to see it. It's Dude, it's good. It is very good. I still have to see it. There's one of those scenes where him playing as his character, who is an actor, who's in the moment trying to really sell a scene. Yeah. Just that kind of acting inception going on. He kills it. He, I love it. I love it so much. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. I, I gotta see it. I know. And then we also have, uh, as far as other awards goes, uh, pertaining to um, actors, uh, we also have Best Actress went to Renee Zellweger in the movie Judy. That is one. I didn't see that Didn't film. see it. But I it's just, it's honestly can't even remember it. Along with uh, Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern in A Marriage Story, that movie, I agree I agree with that award for her because that movie, fantastic. I have not been emotionally yeah. stable enough to watch that movie. I'm telling you, yeah, it, it like, doesn't matter I, because you could be as strong-willed as I am. Like, I, I saw, like... Because, like, I, I would see the the trailer for it and I'm just like, I, I can't watch these two actors do this because... Like, Adam Driver and um, Scarlett Johansson, like, they're both very strong actors. And, like, to to see them, like, go to, like, their emotional heights and, like, something that's, like, like as, as like, emotionally draining as a marriage, like, I, yeah. I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do I it just, right now. I loved it because, first off, I was interested... And watching this when I got snippets of like the argument scene that went on in that film, like the very big one. And then I was like, I saw, <laughs> I saw Adam Driver like have that moment of him breaking down. And I went, I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> like, cause like it was just so impressive that scene alone. And I had other people recommending it to me and I watched it. And it's such a touching and kind of very way to the ground understanding film. Like you can just... And, and you could be anybody and kind of sit, just sit there and just really relate to these characters. Yeah. So that way when they're put through these these loops and these these conflicts and everything, you're just like, God, like I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I really am, and it's it's just a beautiful, it's a it's a it's a very beautiful movie to watch. Yeah. Oh, and also I forgot to mention we were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Best Supporting Actor actually went to Brad Pitt for his role in there. Uh, apparently, that's his first acting. Like his first acting uh, Academy Award. Really, he's never yeah. won a single other one. He's won ones for um like things that he's like produced and like oh. like like behind the scenes stuff, but like never. I think this is his first like on screen um Academy Award. 
Interesting. Right? That's weird. He's been he's been in films he's been acting for so many years. Right. He gotten now. And like he's always an amazing actor and like it's a really big like box office and just movie draw that you're just gonna be like, Oh, let's go see that new Brad Pitt movie. Dang, I mean I'm now I'm starting to think about I mean, I get whatever, but like you think he would have gotten something for like Fight Club. That would have been Right. Because that was good. Yeah. That was really good. I don't know, man. They have a weird way nowadays of uh, giving out... It's all biased. It's all very biased. And You're just happy when somebody who clearly deserves it comes through. Exactly. Yes. Like Brad Pitt. Um, yeah. And also we have uh, Best Cinematography... It's, God. Word. Cinematography? Yeah, Best Cinematography Award went to Roger Deakins in 1917. I'm just, I haven't seen this movie, but I've been <laughs> wanting to. And I've been looking at the behind-the-scenes stuff for it and how they shot it and everything. Yeah. So I can already agree that he deserves that because the way that they tried to mime doing like the one-takes and the rehearsal that went into it and the system of like the pulley system and rigs and like zip lines and going from that to like harnesses and, and handheld and stuff, the transitions, it took so much preparation and so much practice and I even heard that while they were on set, they needed, they wanted to use the natural light and they wanted to film in consistent natural diffusion of like when it was cloudy, that when yeah. the sun came out, they were like, we just sat around and waited for it to go away. And like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, let's go. So I'm like, given that alone, trying to make a feature film based off of those yeah. aspects, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Roger Deegan's, you, you deserve that dude. Plus that I, dude's experience, he knows what the hell oh, he's yeah. talking about. Like, if, you, if you're going to see a Roger Deegan's movie, you're going to see a beautiful movie. Yeah. Didn't he do Blade Runner? Didn't he do cinematography for Blade Runner? I feel like that's right. Yes. I honestly feel like that's right. Right. Like, um... Wait, was it the original Blade Runner or the, the original new one? I'm talking about. I think so. He had to. Right. No, I'm wrong. Cinematography went to Jordan Cronenweth. I'm an idiot. Then what? There was another film that Roger Deakins was a part of that I absolutely love, but I cannot. Was it? Uh, oh no, you know, it was Blade Runner. It was just the new one. It was the new one. Okay, yeah. that's where I got confused. Okay. I thought he was the part of the old one. It was Blade Runner though. Well, then I'm right, and that's all I need to know about myself. Ooh, and Skyfall. Oh, there you go. I mean, that was like the only James Bond movie that I actually went to see in theaters, and like I remember walking you out would. just like, this was good. This was beautiful, you know. We also have other awards. Uh, best. I'm just gonna pop off these last few that we have here. Yeah. The best music, the uh, for original song, went to uh, I'm gonna Rocket Man for the song I'm gonna love me again. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying this the whole time through. All these films that got awards, I've literally they're on my list of I so badly want to see them, but yeah. I have not had the opportunity to go see them yet. So I plan to do a complete download of. Of, of just binge watching of these films when I get the chance. Yeah. We also have 1917 won uh, Best Visual Effects, which you and I had a topic beforehand about it saying, yeah. uh, I think it was going up against Endgame. Yep. And how Endgame didn't win that. And then you brought up a point, which is it is an accurate point, because that's how they made the decision, but I thought it was bullshit, <laughs> which is visual effects only pertain to the Academy if it's like seamless and realistic mechanical suits and everything like stuff that's made up fantasy they don't count it and then i'm sitting here and you can agree or disagree but i'm sitting here thinking uh i'm pretty sure more work goes into creating something from scratch than trying to make something that that's like simple and like already exists in those you know what i mean yeah so like i felt like that was a little cheap shot i felt like 
the amount of time and work that went into the monumental spectacle that was Avengers Endgame, I feel like that deserved more credit. I like. I feel like that deserved an award more than 1917 did. As much as I want to see that movie, and I, I, I think it's just because like the. I think it's just the way that they use the visual effects in in Endgame uh, as opposed to 1972. Whereas in 19... Why did I say 1972? Because it's 1970s, baby. Okay. It's 1917, right? Yeah. Right? That was, that was World War I. Yeah. 1917. Like, yes. the way that they used their visual effects, it was more along the lines of, like, trying to trick the eye into, like, seeing it all as, like, a one-take. Like, seeing everything as the one If that's thing. how they were looking at it from, then yeah, I can get that. Again, it's just a murky road of how you want to judge yeah. something. Because, yes, you have that, but then you also have this other one where they're trying to a tell... A complete us, artistic yeah. special, like and spectacle. Then, and then there's people that come in and they start saying, it's like, well, if you look at Avengers Endgame, it's like practically almost 100% of everything was green screen, so really yeah. it just turns into an animation movie at that point. It kind of so, is, but like... I it, guess I get that. But I, I, I think... I think it's well deserved from 1917, but like, it it would have been nice if Endgame won something. Yeah, I'm I'm happy if 1917 gets awards. Don't get me wrong. I think it's just I'm a little sour because like I would like to see I would like to see a you know a Marvel movie like get you know get some, yeah. get some credit that'd be awesome. Get some love. But on the subject of Marvel movies and everything, the other thing we had was Taika Waititi, the guy known for directing uh, Thor Ragnarok. Who is becoming a, a big a big name that everybody loves, especially in the cinematic universe? Because he's just yeah, he's starting just, to become more of a household name. Yeah, because of mainly because of that, and also we're more excited to see stuff he's coming out with. He yeah. ended up walking away with best adapted screenplay Oscar for that for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, which again another movie I've been known about for a while, and I want to see, especially because I, I am really just dying to see Taika Waititi exactly as, as Hitler. I just I, I love seeing him on screen. I know he's, he's got so he's much a great life to him. director, but it's just like when he's acting, it's just like ugh, look at this he's guy. He's got so much life to him. Also, I like it because I saw snippets of the film when he was like, "It's supposed to be Hitler," and he's like sitting there talking to Jojo. He's like, "So what's going?" He's like, "What is going on, huh?" It's like, "Is that what you want to do?" <laughs> you know, like he's kind of like talking with that little like, oh, just a, he's kind of like chilled and laid back. Yeah, like his character in Thor Ragnarok. Exactly. Uh, why do I want to call him Rog? That's not it. Rog, Grog. It's something rock related. Something rock related? It's like, I'm going to look this up right now. Is it not rock? I don't know. But, like, Jojo Rabbit, like, it also, um, Scarlett Johansson was in that, too. Yeah, no, that like, was another thing. She was, she was, like, the whole, like, like, like kind of like winking and, and clicking around. And like, I always love seeing like Scarlett Johansson outside of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Korg. That sounds rock-like. No, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, like Korg. Okay, so he, I believe But I was going to say he portrays the character. It's so, it's got such a, an evil aesthetic to it because it's like Nazis <laughs> in Nazi Germany. But then he brings such a. He brings a, like a fun light to it because like, I think like that's like. Like he did like, for Korg. But I think that's, like, what the point of, like, the film was. It was just, like, seeing World War Two and, like, the Hitler youth through the eyes of, like, this yeah. small child whose imaginary friend just happens to be Hitler. Yeah. It's, like, it's very... It's so... To the left... Like, it's so, like, out of the ball field... Ballpark to the left. Yeah. Like, I want to watch this. And then there's just this 
lovability about it. They just want to watch it. Like the only person that could pull that off. I know is Taika Out of all people, it's like you got you got a guy. I'm pretty sure he's Jewish too. I'm pretty is sure. He? I'm pretty sure he, he he's Jewish. So it's like so it's like we have a Jewish man playing as Hitler, and, and like and somebody made fun of it, going like Hitler's rolling over in his grave. We're like, good, fine, God, whatever. Oh, that's wonderful. I just love it. So, Like, all aspects of it. That's the closest thing we have gotten to Marvel-affiliated stuff getting getting nods and kind of getting Oscars. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're slowly inching our way in, but... but they're there. Um, talking about that, uh, the Avengers and everything, we're also going to point out that given... Given how much uh, Marvel doesn't seem to really be in the Oscars as of yet, it's kind of a little shocking because we also would like to bring up the fact that, as of now, still, Avengers Endgame is continues to be hot, one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yes. Making $2.8 billion, yet they only have a few yes, Oscar nods and, really, and not really worldwide. any Oscar wins. So it's just like... I mean, I get it because it's like... Maybe they, they make this much money because we had all these movies prior building up to that one movie. It wasn't just yeah. it came out and it was such a hit. Everybody I mean, like, to it's, see it. it's more of like a cultural like gathering. Yeah. Like, I, it's not I, even a movie anymore. Could they anymore. technically like, be called cult classics? Because, I mean, hmm. you know, think about that. It does have like a very like cult following. So Yeah, it's like, you, you like Marvel movies, huh? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just one of those things, it's like, it's kind of like, I guess we get it, but at what point are we going to have Marvel movies start to qualify for earning Oscars and stuff? You know, when it's like, it seems like they're just outside of that realm of yeah. earning, earning those sorts of awards. Right. You know? and it's just, it's interesting. Um, But. Just the spectacle of it? I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't get it. It's it's very it's very and it's very weird. Like I don't know, like they do all this work and then like you just have, you just have like, you just have these awards that are supposed to show like the public like these are the people you should be looking out for in the coming years and then and then it's just like yeah yeah you know what Marvel does like you, no need to like give them an, like an Academy Award like you already know what they do yeah that's the other thing. I mean, I guess if you had to look at it, most likely the, all the people that are responsible for making Marvel movies are just like, guys, we don't really care. We're 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 having fun and we're making money, so yeah, like, like that's fine by us. Exactly. And then that's where the counterpart comes into play because the people that are making movies and probably not having too much of a good time, yeah. not making a lot of money, is DC extended like cinematic universe. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Birds of Prey, new installment. It's coming out. You brought this to my attention. I really want to see this movie. You want to see it. I'm on the fence, I told you, that I'll see it if, like, the opportunity arises, but I'm not going out of my way to see Like, I, there is so many other movies, clearly, from, like, the, the Oscars and everything, that yeah. I'd rather see before I see that. Right. But that movie was estimated that they wanted to make about 40 to $45 million in the box office opening weekend, but mm-hmm. they actually only came up with they came out with uh, 33.2 million so they fell a little short shorter than projected it's not a so. it's not a box office bomb it's not like, a bomb it's not Bonk a bomb let's, let's like that's yeah like let's like, clarify to everybody good. right now who's like very biased about marvel or dc we're all over here on board with all those movies and everything but this time around it doesn't sound like from the reviews that everybody's reading up on this isn't a bomb it just it just they didn't yeah. hit their overall 
their overall goal opening weekend. So that can mean a lot of things, but does that mean does that mean that it's a bad movie? No, it's a lot of variables. One could be that the hype just wasn't that built up for it to the point where it's like not a lot of people went out to go see it, you know? So I I I I think it could be a decent movie from what yeah. I have seen from the trailers. I'm going to assume that it's, it's probably it's very it's very well liked like through from the critics and audience scores because like as of right now it's sitting at like an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes and for a dc movie that's, that's not bad that's pretty high praise that's not bad i think they're finally starting to just slow down and simplify it's like let's just do our own thing and just figure it out Yes. And just go. I, they're trying to make a broader thing. They're just trying to make fun stories. Yeah. I also just think that, like, the fact that Birds of Prey, I believe it is rated R. Like, DC's doing that all the time. Like, I, I believe that it's rated R. And, like, that kind of... That's kind of, like, a very high-risk, high-reward for, like, superhero movies. Because you're taking it out of the realm of, like, the teenagers that can just, like, just go see the movie without their parents. That's true. Because, like, cause, like you, you have to be 17 to, like, buy a ticket at that point. Yeah, from doing the R rating thing, they're restricting themselves to the type of people that are yeah. willing to go see it. But then again, you also, there's, there's a pretty big following for people who want to go see these movies that are kind of in, yeah, the, the adolescent stage but most of them are probably at the 17 or older mark so they're, they're not slowing themselves off too much and plus nowadays what kind of parent doesn't take their kid to go see an r-rated movie it just happens people bring babies into the movies yeah and you're just like get out every time i see a baby in a movie i'm just like oh, i boy. i don't know why this is here i know why <laughs> this is here like why, why did you bring this i know Another question to ask why. No, not really. It's just uh, while we're on the topic of movies. Uh, I'm still kind of asking why this is happening. Why. The only other thing we have for uh, movies, uh, movie news is also uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Again, this one, I'm just like, I just don't care if I end up watching it cool. But they're expecting the same thing as Birds of Prey where they're projecting to get 40 to $45 million right out of the gate. Yeah. I can guarantee you they should not be surprised that they... Dude, if Birds of Prey didn't hit that, I don't think Sonic the Hedgehog is gonna hit that. So this is the thing, Sonic has a Sonic the Hedgehog has a very dedicated fan base. I know they have and a dedicated fan base, but I'm just thinking the movie. It just are but, they really like gonna... you have a dedicated fan base? You have Jim Carrey. You have um, who's voicing? To be fair, who's I love Jim Sonic, Carrey, but... but having him in there doesn't sell it on me because when Dumb and Dumber Two came out, mm. I was expecting, oh, this is gonna be money well spent. I went and I watched it. I was like, oh boy. I just don't think Dumb and Dumber Two or Dumb and Dumber just aged well. It didn't. Like I don't. I don't think like that's something. It's something that's very of its time, and I. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Sonic. Could make possibly forty million dollars, but Maybe but then again, time. like it's also, it's also it it also has more competition because it is going up against Birds of Prey. It's going up against um, I think 
uh, what is it, Fantasy Island or also, something like that. Also, you gotta consider that the diehard fans you're talking about, it's going up against those, which are probably gonna be a lot harsher on it. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, it's gonna have some, it's gonna have some breathing room because, of course, there's gonna, it's gonna be that type of movie where also there's gonna be very young kids who are kind of pleased with almost every movie. It's a family movie. Yeah, that yeah, they're gonna go and watch that. But for the older generation who you know has been with Hedge, the Sonic the Hedgehog since day one of course they're going to be the ones that are going to bash on it a little bit more so yeah. again they're in they're in they're, they're in very thin, dangerous water yeah, they're, they're, they're on thin ice already yeah. with pr- proposing this so you're really not going to know but that's what you get when you have a, a famous video game character and you want to put it on the movies but usually doesn't do well but we'll, do well. we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes maybe we'll be reporting on this next week yeah, probably. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go visit back on that one. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll visit on next week. But while we're on the subject of video game characters, let's talk about gaming news because we have a whole section on this for you. The big one is just like the Oscars, uh, basically handing out awards and everything uh, with movies and whatnot. We also have some massive news of the 2020 lineups for uh, video games coming out in this year. Obviously, of 2020. There's yeah. no awards involved. I don't know how I was trying to connect the Oscars <laughs> to this. But uh, for starters, we had uh, releases for 2020 lineups for Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Now, for Xbox, just listing off a few here, we have uh, very anticipated titles coming our way, such as Halo Infinite. And they were talking about Gears of War. Now, everybody's hoping and waiting for the next installment of Gears of War, which I think we're at like number six now. I last... don't know. Never played Gears of War. Oh, well, boy, buddy. Uh, we're at Gears of War 6 right about now. That would be the next one to come out. But since those usually take a few years, the only thing that they've announced right now, I guess, to keep the uh, the you know word of mouth going is they have Gears of War Tactics, which is a turn-based game uh, for Gears of War, which I guess is just a hmm. little thing to have just to hold you over until the next one comes out. It's kind of like war, I guess. It's one of those mm. ones where, like, you, you turn it's turn based, kind of like how you play D and D or like Knights of the Old Republic. Or something. Oh, okay, you go up and okay. you hit, and then it's their turn. It's all that stuff. It's honestly going to be, I, it's going to be a little mini game to play, so that way you can remind people while all these other games are coming out. Big, hey, Gears still still exists, guys. Okay, you know that sort of. Thing. All right, fun. Then you got these other games such as Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a sequel to the the first installment. Along with new games, which I was actually one of these I was looking into last night, Bleeding Edge. That is a multiplayer is third person game. It's hard to explain. All I know is is that it's a lot of you have all these very, very creative uh, characters mm. that you can choose from and you can customize them and upgrade them. And they're all like melee attack based. You're kind of like all like in the pit fighting to the slaughter. But what makes it very irritating to me personally is that it's a type of combat game. Where you can fight each other, but you can't lock onto each other. So you're just blindly swinging, hoping that your attack lands and everything. So, but it seems pretty interesting. It's not a battle royale or anything. It's just kind of y'all. Oh, is it not? No, it's not. Oh. That. It's it's literally like it's like player matches. Like you both both have a team. It's kind of like Overwatch. Okay. It's like Overwatch except no guns. It seems like it's all. I mean, there, there's some characters like with like weapons but it's oh, it's very it's I literally has that overwatch aesthetic yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's third person and it's third person to differ from overwatch but it's just it's third person kind of like combat going at each other right it seems interesting i don't know i honestly just have to wait for it to release to see what hmm. people's feelings are about it i'm kind of on the 
fence at the moment. Right. We also have um, we also have another game, Grounded, which I believe is a zombie game. Yeah, I like I like zombies. Oh yeah, Grounded is a co-op survival game that seems inspired by Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, what? that is awesome. Okay, it's not a zombie game. It's literally like you are shrunk down to microscopic size, and you basically are roaming through the grass, like the wilderness, like like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's really cool. Interesting. Okay. This game is going to be developed by Obsidian Entertainment, who Ooh. is also known for RPGs such as uh, Outer Worlds, which is I hear is a good game and I want to play it, and also Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. So that means, hmm. given the concept and who's behind this, I'm very excited for this game, actually. Yeah. Because I would love to see how this is going to look and how this is going to play, especially if it's going to play like an RPG. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very RPG. interested if it's an RPG. I've, there, I've been looking go, for one. They might go the route. They could easily go the route of having it be like some sort of open world, like Outer Worlds, because Outer Worlds is kind of like a Fallout-ish type of game. Is it? So, yeah, it is. And hmm. so I'm thinking you could easily do that. And then it's just the aesthetic is just like, just make everything look like what would be small is large, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. It's a, it's a good way to kind of, honestly, the cheap shot, it's a, a good way to redo the games that have been made in the past with just giving it a different color, you know? Mm. Different aesthetic. Okay. Well, that's supposed to release in spring of this year, so that should be interesting. I'm actually gosh, I'm really excited about that. I might look into that a little bit. And then there's uh, this one I don't care too much about my personal preference, but Tell Me Why, which is supposed to be... See, I saw that in the notes, and I'm just like, what is that? Yeah, it's supposed to be... It's a narrative adventure game that is made from the same studio that made the game Life is Strange. (gasps) I know. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if I'm... I'm already in. Fine. I love it. You could be in. I played Life is Strange. I just felt like it was really short, and I'm like, okay. I like Life is Strange. Like, it's... I, I like games like, like that. Sure I like I, I very, I very much like cinematic games that you can kind of like. Cinematic. It was just walking around, and then you would see an object, and then all of a sudden you yeah, hear the narration. You're like interacting There's with like a story. Like, like you're basically. I like need more than that. It's just interacting with a movie. There's free games on PC that you can play where you walk around and click on something and it reads it to you. Like, I need more than that. I'm, this game might be more. I'm but very, right now, that whole Life is Strange thing, like that's not impressive. Yeah, like. A, Okay, so you're just like not into like narrative adventure games. Then. No, I like narrative. I'm just saying like Life is Strange did not sell it for me. I feel like they could have done more. Maybe you just didn't like the story. Like, did you like not like the story? Like, what? I don't know. I, it was just very forgettable. After it was mm. over, I was just like, that was short and wait and just. Man. I, I loved it so, so much. Maybe it was uh, maybe I need to go back and play it again. Probably like one of my favorite. But games. I'm I I'm very pretty much sure that I'm probably I'm like. Uh, about Life is Strange and I'm probably going to be uh, about Tell Me Why. I could be wrong when it comes out. Three chapters. But I'll tell, okay. you, I'll tell you what I'm going to like. I'm enjoying I enjoy PlayStation, way better lineup than Xbox and personal preference. Yeah. Because they have so much more to choose from. Uh, big ones that I'm super excited about, everyone's talking about, Last of Us Part 2. Of course. That's That's just a given. They have no new released stuff on it yet, but from what we've seen in the past, you know, like, Oh, we're gonna get it. Yeah, like, that's just happening. And then there's this new one that unless not a they lot push of people, it back, huh? Unless they push it back. Yeah, they're probably again. gonna push it back again. I I don't care because as long as the game's gonna be good when it comes out. But the thing is, the fact that they pushed it back so far already 
means if they push it back again, then I'm going to start getting pissed. I'm like, guys, you need to get on this. We've been waiting long enough. We need this. It might be like a cyberpunk. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, my God. And then we also have another game I'm excited about. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. No clue which what that is. It's literally like... It's third person and... Uh, uh, kind of like slashing it's I can't describe it it's very it, it visually looks so beautiful mm. and it's very cinematic a, a, of a game and you play as like kind of like a samurai who it's a mixture uh, of doing like okay. stealth and also like all out sword fights and everything and you gotta like counter at the right time and stuff but it just looks very beautiful it seems very grounded with a very linear story like it's mm. not really necessarily open world I think it probably shares a few features from uh, how Sekiro plays out, yeah, that's but it's just a little thinking. bit more, re- a little bit more realistic um, hmm. than that. And I, I don't think you're going to be going up against like creature, like fantasy creatures. I think yeah. it's actually like real people, real world, and real betrayal. You know, okay, that's what I've seen. But I'm just saying, from what I saw from the gameplay of it, it looked like it has a very good uh, classic story. Yeah, very good aesthetic and a very good sense of gameplay mixing, of course, action with stealth. Okay, that's why I want to see it. Um, we also have other uh, titles such as Godfall, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, uh, Final you can Fantasy never go wrong with Seven. Street Fighter. You, you go with Street Fighter. I like Street Fighter. I don't mind it. I don't more like than fighting games. Well, yeah, more than Tekken. I would agree with you on that one. Um, we have Final Fantasy Seven, which is getting a remake. We have Neo Two, that which we've been waiting for for like so long. Who? What? Final Fantasy Seven remake. Like, why were you waiting on a remake? Because, like, it was, it's probably one, I mean, I haven't played, like, Final Fantasy games, but, like, this is, like, the one that I hear, like, if you have to, if you play any Final Fantasy, like, this is the one you should play. Well, I get that. I'm just saying, why is there a re, wait. Oh, wait, like, no, I'm, it was, I'm sorry. It was I'm made, being like, stupid. So I'm realizing that the newest one that came out was, like, Final Fantasy, like, 14 or 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally thinking of that, like, why a remake for it. Yeah. The, okay. I got you. I got so confused. I thought they were making a remake of the newer game that came out. I'm like, no. Just play that one. Why do you need? Why are you wasting our time? I didn't like that one. I'm on board with that, but I, I personally never got fully into Final Fantasy, so I can't make a judgment call. I, I, I'd pick this up because I, I want to say they're, I want to say they're making, it, it will be on X, both Xbox and. PS4 and possibly Switch. I don't th- actually. I don't, I don't think it'll be on Switch because it's way too big. Yeah, there's no way that they fit on Switch. If they do, I'm gonna be impressed. Because I think it's there's gonna be drawbacks. I tell you. Oh, definitely. I think it's gonna be across like three or four discs. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's God, a that's too it's much. a really big game. There's nothing that takes you out of the game more than when you're playing and all of a sudden cut to black and go, please insert next disc. Yeah. Plus, other thing is everything's digital now, so it's like no one has this. It's just do you have an entire terabyte of a hard drive to download? Yeah, this pretty on? much. I'm not. I don't love those games enough to want to risk all that space. Yeah, like, someone just, does. <laughs> someone does. I believe it. We also have other games such as Neo Two, which is the sequel to the first Neo. I personally don't know anything about it. No. But we also have Persona 5 Royal, which I've been hearing a lot about Persona 5. I think 5. it's Persona 5 Royale. Royale. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You got me confused. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I've heard a lot about Persona 5. People can get into that. One that Yeah, I, I think did... this is like an update. Like. Oh, that's all it is? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a remix to Persona. Like, 
like Persona is like a pretty big like JRPG and like you can I I think it's like one of those games where you have like different endings like different paths and it has like amazing replayability so I I think I think Persona would be like a very interesting fun fun game Oh god, no. We also have Predator Hunting Grounds, which I think is just it's like Friday the thir like those Friday the thirteenth games, like one person's the predator and like you have to survive or escape or like take down the predator, which would be pretty interesting. And then Yakuza like a dragon. Yakuza like a dragon. Now that game I heard a lot about the first installment of it, which is Yakuza something. Uh is, is it like um sleeping dogs i think i think that's what it's called like you like yakuza and like sleeping dogs are kind of like the same thing where you're just like going around just yakuza like has a lot of games going fighting. on for it yeah uh, i can't like I, it's, I, I it's can't a long series but that, that's kind of what it is it, it's yeah it's kind of like it's got a linear story too when you play as a certain character you're in the yakuza obviously but mm. yeah it is somewhat of a fighting game it, it's one of those things where it's like you kind of like run in these enclosed environments uh fighting off like enemies and stuff and you get in like big brawls and oh so it's kind of like it, an arcade kind of like fighter in a way yeah it's like it's it's the it, the way it fights, it's not like a classic like Mortal Kombat ish type yeah. fighter or anything, but it's like it, it's kind of like like that except they put you in a, you can go in any direction with it and like fight multiple people at the same time. Interesting. Okay. It's kind of what it's kind of like Sleeping Dogs kind of was inspired yeah, that's what by I was that thinking. sort of thing. So you can think of it that way. Okay. I like Sleeping Dogs. Uh, we also have, of course, besides those. The switch, yeah, the switches the line switch. up like they. They have pretty basic ones, in my personal opinion, which is Tokyo yeah. Mirage Sessions, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is like huge because people have been waiting for a new Animal Crossing yeah. games for like years. That, that is literally the only thing that I can connect from this list. Everything else, uh, never, never played Animal Crossing. No, I didn't either. Yeah, maybe you know, I'll, maybe I'll, maybe Crossing. I'll pick up the. Maybe I'll pick up Animal Crossing. Like I might don't know. Might as well. I mean, you might got to put that Nintendo Switch to use somehow. Yeah, I mean, like I'm done with Pokemon until like the yeah. until like the DLC come out. So yeah, I don't think they were really giving you many other options, especially with the rest of this lineup, which is Bravely Default Two, yeah. Ninjala, No More Heroes Three. I hear that one might act. Like that one might be worth picking up and like taking a look at because I mean from from the from the little snippets of every game I'm listening off here I saw no more heroes seem to be a little bit more on the legit side for me yeah or I'm like huh okay yeah like N Nintendo like has like its small like little market but like but like when it releases like their big games like Super Mario like anything that has like Mario on it Pokemon or um drawing a blank I can't remember you're always drawing blanks boom gotcha wow Zelda good Zelda god uh, how could I forget my boy but well I mean Link but you know but like they have those flagships where you're just like yeah though like those are the games that you bought the Switch for and then yeah. everything else is just like icing on the cake like you you have like something to do in the meantime yeah I agree with you 
And then to finish up with Nintendo, we also have other games such as Sports Story, Xenoblade Chronicles, the and Xenoblade Chronicles: The Definitive Edition. Sorry, they have all these long titles that just have all these chunks. I'm just like, Fire! I like Fire! The, I like their titles. They're they're fun titles. And uh, we also have really about it for video game news. Yeah, that's that, that's it for like video just games. new titles. Nothing big happening in video games right now. What we will just try to jump into really quick. We have one little interesting tidbit that's going to be about uh, comic books. Yes. Which is the new character Punchline, which has been added into the Batman comic book universe. She is supposed to be uh, Harley Quinn's replacement, technically. Like, she's yeah. new sidekick. They're, they hint at, like, some type of, like, romance between the two. Or always got to be. You know, Joker, Joker's, Joker's a he's a He's a... He's a very desirable guy for some reason. It must be the purple suit. I like how they just called it Punchline. Like, I, I like the name, and I like her character design, too. Yeah, she's kind of got like a... It's, type purple with a black dress thing going Yeah. It's just, it's the only thing that makes her seem like Joker. she's affiliated with kind of like Joker's thing is that she, kinda, she has the very subtle clown makeup on her face, but it's very yeah. subtle. And I mean, like, her name is Punchline, and he's the Joker, yeah. so... I said it before, though. I was like, I mean, cool. I'd like to see where this where this goes with this character. Yeah. But, you know, like, I like Harley Quinn. Uh, you I, can never you can't, really can't replace Harley, Harley Quinn, but yeah. I like that they're trying to introduce a new character. Like, a, a I new... I mean, yeah. I want to see something different, yeah. sure, and maybe they'll impress me, but, like, right now, I'm kind of seeing it as, like, the stepchild to the family where I'm like... I don't know, man. You gotta earn. You gotta but earn I mean, this like, loyalty. But I mean, like, Harley Quinn just randomly showed up on Batman the Animated Series one day. And it and worked. And everyone loved her. I know, because nobody was filling that gap. But now true. the gap has been filled. Very true. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah the only but, other thing going on with her is the fact that she was first teased... Huh? Did you say this? She was first teased in Batman edition number 89? I did not. Well, she was. And then the only other future we're seeing for her is that she's hinted at playing a bigger role in the story, comic book story arc for Joker in Joker War. So if you're, uh, if you're you're, following like the the Batman like Joker series right now in the comics, and you're excited for Joker War, then that's another tidbit to add in there to to hopefully uh, sink your teeth into. So. That's pretty much it as far as the podcast goes for today. We try to cover all of our bases, but as usual, we can't get we can't get to everything. We can't be everywhere at once. So it's up to you guys. Let us know down in the comments. You know uh, what we what we missed. What you want us to to talk about? Or I'm sure there's a lot that we missed, but you know, there's a lot that we missed. Or if you want to tell us, we're not perfect. Yeah, we're not perfect. Or if you want to tell us about your your personal opinions that you have on anything we did talk about in this podcast. And uh, I'm, sure, make sure... I'm sure a lot of people have opinions about the Oscars. Like, talk to us about oh, yeah. the Oscars. No, that's a big opinion yeah. thing. But yeah, you can always, you can always uh, keep in contact with us and let us know through through here. Where This podcast is released everywhere on uh, Anchor and Spotify, but also make sure to check us out over on YouTube where we make other delicious and wonderful content. And you can also see our quick uh quick little weekly roundups of these podcasts as well uh make sure to follow us on all social media like instagram and twitter at it's nerd culture and just uh if you're gonna follow us on youtube just uh, make sure you hit that notification button so that way you can keep up to date on 
everything that we we post there but that's really all i can tell you to do at the moment yeah so just take all this with a grain of salt keep in contact with us because we want to talk to you because we're just trying to have a good time over here talk to you as you talk to us i i think i said that backwards talk to us so we can talk to you there we go I, i i like that better talk talk to us so that we may talk to you also a little bit of uh, Star Wars oh, news. You're gonna do that one. You're gonna put yeah. that one on. Yeah, Baby Yoda's in the dictionary, guys. Boom! Officially, have Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda as a definition in the dictionary. We're over here winning, everybody. I I, I think it. I think humanity's going in the right direction. I believe so. Be the change that people want to see. Also, don't be a coward. Use the puppet. Solid. Right. Well, this is uh, NC News for Nerd Culture signing off. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye.